This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Elizabeth Preston, episode 170, Chiropractic's Benefits. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for barrier-breaking women who are ready to shed their good girl layers so they can own their power and live deeply fulfilling lives instead. I'm your host, Lindsay Elizabeth. I'm a leadership coach to women all over the world. And I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire. We must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me and my guests as we challenge you to shed society's bullshit systems and beliefs to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you were meant to be. As you listen, trust your intuition to take what you love and leave the rest. The thoughts and perspectives I share on the show are my own with the lens of my lived experience as a privileged, white, cis, straight, able-bodied woman. And while that informs my experience and perspectives, I wholeheartedly believe living a deeply fulfilling life is possible to every woman. If I ever say anything harmful, I'm open to doing better and hearing your feedback. My goal is for you to leave this show feeling empowered, inspired and ready to share this show with every woman you know so they too can create a life that lights them the fuck up from the inside. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. Hi there beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of the show. Woo, I've got a treat for you today. One of my clients and my chiropractor, Dr. Tori Hartline, is on the show today, and we're going to be talking all about chiropractic's benefits. In the interview that you'll hear here in a bit, I kept calling it chiropracty, which I noticed as we were interviewing, Tori would correct me indirectly by saying chiropractic in return to when I said chiropracty. And when we got off the interview, I started laughing. I said, Tori, is chiropracty even a word? And she's like, no. So excuse me out of the gate when you hear that in the interview. You can tell I'm obviously still a newbie at this stuff. But I wanted to bring Tori on the show today because I have seen such amazing benefit in my life from having a chiropractor being her. It's just cool that we live in the same area and I can go see her. And of course, I love her and all the things. But it's been such an eye-opening experience for me. I started going to her in August of 2021 and it's now June 2022. And so it's been what, like nine, 10 months um, that I've been going and I've been going every week religiously for the most part. And there was a period of time I was going two times a week and it's just been such a huge benefit for me. Uh, You'll hear all about it in the interview, what's opened up for me and even my kids go now and just some benefits you can get from having a chiropractor in your own life. Just to give you a little bit about Dr. Tori, she has always felt a call to serve others through chiropractic care. She is from Arizona, and then she went to Pepperdine, and then she got a Bachelor's of Science in Nutritional Science, and then she came to Dallas, Texas, where she went to Parker University and got a Doctorate of Chiropractic and a Master's in Functional Nutrition. Tori's chiropractic journey started with her own experience of back pain, and we get into that in the interview, and um, it just opened her eyes and gave her the inspiration to become a chiropractor, and now she works at an office called Free to Be in the Dallas, Texas area. As I said, I'm a client there, and so I love going to see her in her office. They have the coolest vibe, so if you're in the Dallas area, I encourage you to check it out. She's actually about... 35 to 45 minutes away from me, but I drive to see her every single week because it's totally worth it. I feel like the vibe of their office is something very unique. Some chiropractors are very, you know, business oriented and structured and looking at x-rays and stuff. And I think if that's where you're at in your journey, beautiful. But if you're wanting more holistic care and you're already at a place where you're feeling pretty good, you just want to add in the healing modality of this to feel even better, then check out her office. Today's interview is just learning all about chiropractic care, what the benefits are, and um, so many things. We cover so many things in this interview. So I hope you enjoy it. Dr. Tori Hartline. You're back on the show today, this time, sharing all your expertise. I'm so excited to have you. 
I love these moments when my clients come back on and they get to be the expert. Like that is so much joy for me. And it's so cool because you have actually been my practitioner, my chiropractor for the past, what, like at least six months, six or eight months, I think. Um, so yeah, I've got to experience you firsthand. So let's start with the basics. How would you define chiropractic? I would say number one thing is when people think about chiropractic, they think about two things. They think about the spine and they think about back pain. And while that is an area that chiropractic is phenomenal at, chiropractic is so much more than that. And so really ultimately it's about like putting the body in alignment um, because when the body is in alignment, the body is able to be at ease. And at, at ease means calming the body down. So that's what I would define as chiropractic. Yeah, which who would have ever known? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, my impression was that it was like when you have back pain, when you get hurt, you go to a chiropractor. But yet there was this part of me, Tori, I think I've told you this. I've always been attracted to it. Every time I'd see a little office somewhere, I'd be like, ooh, like, how cool is that? That looks so fun. And one time I was even at, I think it was Costco, and there was like one of the bigger chiropractic chains there. And they're like, you can buy this package and go. And I bought the package and I never went because in my personal world, a lot of people are like, don't go. They'll crack your back and then you always have to go or they'll mess things up. Um, and I listened to them just enough. But then when I met you, I was like, oh, this is cool. And she's in Dallas and like, let's see where this goes. So can we just kind of talk about that for a little bit of some misconceptions too? Yeah, absolutely. Even like to your point of feeling like you were kind of like drawn to it. We see a lot of kids in our office and it's actually really cool because kids will like naturally lay on the table and it's, you can tell that they're like innately know it feels good. And that just shows how much is going on, um, just even like behind the surface and innately how much our body knows that it's good for us or it feels good. And so that like innate attraction to our body, like wanting to be regulated or knowing that it's something that's good for us is actually so cool. And you can see it like really purely in like the pediatric population. Um, so that's kind of funny that you felt that need and your body was like, I know that would be good for me. As far as like everyone who says, once you go to a chiropractor, then you have to keep going to a chiropractor. Um, to that, I usually say, well, usually when you start working out, you have to keep working out to stay in shape. And you, if you get a massage, you feel great, but it doesn't mean your muscles will never be tight ever again. So um, I think that's a common misconception. Um, it's just that if you're going to regulate your body, it's a lifetime adventure, whether that be through like coaching with you, regulating your nervous system or doing body work. If you want to regulate your body, it's something that you have to commit to. That's such a great example right there of like working out or a massage, right? And you feel so good from it. So of course you want to keep doing it. Exactly. Right? It's like we have to, people act like it's, you know, like we're, you know, like once you're in, we'll never let you go. And really ultimately what it is, is like I said, innately your body feels good. Your body knows, hey, I want to keep going back. So like when you start eating clean, your body's like, wow, I feel so much better. Of course, I'd want to continue doing this. And that's what we're really talking about as maintenance care. And maintenance care is when you're going to the chiropractor beyond just pain management. And specifically in our office, we're a wellness-based office. In chiropractic, it would be called vitalistic. But essentially, I would say 80% of the people that we see are coming for maintenance care to regulate their nervous system. And they may have started and found chiropractic through pain, but they understand this is why I continue. This is why it's good for me. And these are the benefits that I've seen in chiropractic. Okay, can we just talk about regulating your nervous system? Because I don't really think I understood what that meant at one point. How would you define it? Yeah, so a really common analogy that I use is a gas pedal and a brake pedal. And so the nervous system, a lot of times when the nervous system, the word nervous system gets thrown around, people think about like the brain, potentially even the spinal cord, but they're just really not sure. Like what is the nervous system? And the nervous system is your like your main command center. Like, so it controls every 
organ, tissue, muscle, cell function in your body. And it's the communication between the brain and the body. So the brain communicates with the body through the brain, which turns to the brainstem, which turns to the spinal cord. And then we have spinal nerves. And spinal nerves are like roadways and pathways that this, like the signal goes from the brain to the whole body. So essentially when we're talking about the nervous system, we're talking about that whole system communication. So regulating that would be if we have the nervous system is separated into two parts, your sympathetic and your parasympathetic. And sympathetic is commonly known as fight or flight. Parasympathetic is commonly known as rest and digest. And it's this struggle between when your body is on or stress mode and when your body rests. Innately, our body, like primitively, we would have a sympathetic nervous system to run from a tiger or a bear to survive. And we have a parasympathetic nervous system to rest, to digest, essentially, so that we can function and thrive. You can't always be running from the bear. Your body also needs rest, which is a whole nother tangent, but body also needs rest. So we see this struggle between how your body pushes with the gas pedal and when we need a brake pedal. And regulating that is essentially like if you can imagine a scale, like I think of like a loft scale where they like, you know, it balances out and then you have sympathetic on like one side and parasympathetic on the other side and then which one's heavier gets like tilts one way or another way and essentially what happens is just because of our lifestyle the society that we live in we're all very heavy gas pedal or sympathetic dominant and so if you can imagine that scale it's just really heavily shifted over to the sympathetic and the problem with that is that when we're heavily on that sympathetic side of the scale where our body is constantly stuck in survival mode. And that's fantastic if you're running from a bear and you wanna save your life, but we can't survive in that continuously. It creates a whole cascade downstream, which we could also go through. So the sympathetic, most people really highly sympathetic, high stress, high cortisol. Parasympathetic, very few people really tap into. And that's why you see some of the most common issues people struggle with is lack of energy, uh, stress and anxiety, unable to sleep very well, because very few people can tap into this parasympathetic. The scale is so heavily shifted sympathetic. And so regulating the nervous system means that we go in and we just tap the brake pedal and we bring that scale a little bit back to neutral so that your body is able to tap the brake pedal and the gas pedal. And we have balance there. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense major boss move right there, Tori, the way you explained that. I was like following the whole thing. Sometimes they get lost. That was really good. Okay. So let's imagine I'm coming in and I'm getting an adjustment. How is it that you are able to tap into that brake pedal whenever you're yeah. adjusting me? Yeah. So we do that through mainly chiropractic adjustment. Sometimes we'll tap into a little bit of what's called cranial sacral which is balancing tone throughout the whole system, but particularly tapping on people's, you know, common conception of chiropractic is the spine and very commonly known as like, oh, there's misalignment in my spine or something is quote out. Um, and that goes back to the fact that we do have misalignments in the spine. And as a chiropractor, our job is to assess the spine and find different areas where we have misalignments and then you correct those with the chiropractic adjustment. And the significance of that is that the body is like anything else in nature and wants to be in alignment or in organization. And when the body is in alignment or in organization, then the body can be at ease. So essentially we, we tap the brake pedal on the parasympathetic nervous system by putting the body at ease or in alignment and simultaneously stimulating the vagus nerve. Vagus nerve is the command center for the parasympathetic nervous system and goes straight to the digestive tract, sleeping, all of those things. So stimulating the vagus nerve and putting the body at ease is particularly how chiropractic stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah, and you feel it right away. Yeah. Like when I leave the office, I'm like, oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very commonly, it's so common for people to immediately after their adjustment to be like, I can breathe better. Um, I can see clearer. I just feel better. 
there's a like a funny joke that I've seen like a meme going around before and it's like I'm sorry for the things I said before I got adjusted and it's just like (laughs) the impact that really honestly you just feel better and when we tell people is that's your body being at ease Um, so that's really cool especially because yeah immediately people can feel a lot of effects which is really really cool yeah yeah I almost think it's like many coaching sessions on steroids almost like to be able to just get your body out of that so quickly yeah absolutely and then and then I think the coaching part I think you can come in with a chiropractic adjustment and you know calm your body down stimulate that parasympathetic and then the coaching is like maintaining that as well so then when you leave you stimulate that parasympathetic and then it's like okay I'm gonna manage my mindset or manage my emotions those kinds of things to keep yourself in a pattern where you're able to maintain that balance. Yes. So true. So true. Okay. So let's talk about you going into chiropractic. Yeah. Tell us your story there. Yeah. I started in chiropractic when I was a sophomore in high school and like most people found chiropractic through back pain. And I had back pain. I briefly cheered and obviously had poor biomechanics in that and had back pain from that. And my dad had a chiropractor who was in his, like, his office complex that he had seen before. And so he was like, well, why don't you just try chiropractic, Tori? And so I was like, okay, sure. If this can help, why not? I have back pain end up at the chiropractor and I just immediately remember feeling like oh my goodness I feel so much better that same effect that like oh my goodness I can breathe better I can see better I'm more relaxed it was just so much more than just like less back pain which I also had and I my whole life have had a lot of like digestive things that have gone on And basically through continuing chiropractic care to decrease back pain, I realized not only did I feel better, but I also like felt like improvement in digestive symptoms. And uh, like I said, I could breathe better, felt better. And I was like, man, honestly, I came here for my back pain, but I feel so much better. I never realized what an impact it could have. And from there on out, I always like would look forward to getting adjusted and kind of felt drawn to it. And it's kind of funny because I just felt like I was just drawn to body work from the beginning. And I just said one day, I was like, I think I'm supposed to be a chiropractor. This is what I'm supposed to do. Wow. Yeah. You just decided one day. Yeah. Uh huh. I actually, I told my now husband, we were dating at the time. And I told him, I said, I think I'm going to be a chiropractor. And and this is like my freshman year of college at this point. And he was like, okay, be a chiropractor. And so I walked into the college counseling office and I was like, well, what kind of major do I need an undergrad to go to chiropractic school? And they were like a science major. And long story short, with some of my like digestive things that I had gone through and my interest in like holistic health, I ended up becoming a nutrition major and which would cover like the prereqs for me to be able to apply to and get into chiropractic school and also ended up being just really cool and complimentary to what I do now and just seeing the whole body and the approach you can take from many different angles we talk about a puzzle a lot that there's so many pieces to the puzzle and chiropractic is a piece of the puzzle coaching is a piece of the puzzle Uh, fueling your body properly is a piece of the puzzle So anyways, yeah, I became a nutrition major and went to chiropractic school and everyone laughed. They were like, remember the day you said you were going to be a chiropractor and now I'm a chiropractor. (laughs) And when you and I met for coaching, you had just finished school Mm -hmm. and then you were able to find the job that you have now, which was so fun. Go listen to Tori's client episode if you haven't listened to that one to hear that whole journey. Okay. I want to go back to what you said just a minute ago about the puzzle. Yeah. And talk just a minute about that because so many times someone will go into a healing modality 
be it coaching, chiropractic, something else, and be like, this is it. This is my thing. This is my ticket. And as I've experienced, especially the past year, is it's a mix. It's a puzzle, as you said, right? And there may be times in your life when you're like, oh, I can only allot this amount of money for something. What do I want to choose? But what I've seen client-wise, what I've seen in my own life, and I think you would attest to this too, Tori, those that get the best results have many different healing practitioners in their life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you have a variety of different things. You do coaching with me. Mm -hmm. You obviously get adjusted. Mm -hmm. You do, um, what else do you do? I do acupuncture. Acupuncture. um, Obviously try to focus on nutrition Mm -hmm. and then exercise. And exercise, yeah. Yeah. And I have some clients that have like energy healers and crystals and you can get as woo as you want or as scientific as you want kind of that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like saying that, yeah, we talk about they're all a piece of the puzzle and Mm -hmm. there's something you can gain from all of them. I honestly, whatever works best for you, I think is the best option and approach and I think you also go through seasons where some things you may be more drawn to and then other things I think there's a time to balance your chakras and then there's a time to prioritize massage for example um very practical and so I think yeah I think just honoring your body feeling what works for you in the different seasons and then as far as the financial component because obviously it can add up really quickly when you're trying to do holistic modalities because they're primarily cash-based. So it can add up a lot. So I think I always just say honestly that there's so many things you can do for yourself that like exercise, water, sleep, vitamin D, sunshine, so many things that you can do to prioritize your health and that if you can only do one piece of the puzzle at a time or add on gradually. There are so many other ways, just honoring your body through movement, proper nutrition, getting outside, fresh air, lots of different things like that, which are really cool too. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because I've kind of gotten to a place where I was adding up like, how much do I spend on like supplements and chiropractic care and my sound meditation class and facials and massages. And I was like, woo. Yes, it's a lot, but it makes it makes a difference, right? It's so so much well spent money for sure. Yeah, I mean, a yeah. common thing that I'll tell patients is that it's a lot cheaper than you know your blood pressure medication down the road, or I mean, kind of far out, but you know, chemotherapy, or I mean, something I see people for a lot um, in our office is balancing their nervous system for people that are wanting to get pregnant and are maybe, you know, having some difficulties in the fertility journey. And um, obviously chiropractic, I'm just there to balance their nervous system and put everything in alignment. And by doing that, their body can be more at ease and hopefully focus on processes like conception, not just survival things. Mm-hmm. Um, so not that I can treat that, but by balancing your nervous system out, it's really cool what the body is innately capable of. And something we tell people is, you know, it's a lot cheaper than IVF and a lot of other routes. And so I think that when you are thinking about how much money you spend on your holistic healthcare journey, think about how much you're saving yourself in the long run by just prioritizing your health. Um, and that way you don't have to get to a point where you need much more serious medical intervention. Right. Well, and I just consider it quality of life too. You know, I'm entering this like middle aged part of life and I see those who take care of their health starting at least in middle age and what older age looks like versus those who don't. And I'm like, I want to make sure I'm doing it now because if I don't do it now, I know where this is going to go. Like you yeah, said, it's absolutely. very expensive and it's not a great quality of life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about my experience. <laughs> okay. So when I went in in August, I didn't have any back pain. I was just super curious, as I said, but I had also just removed my IUD. You remember the story? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And so I was having irregular bleeding. Like I think I was bleeding one time 10 days in a row. I was having super duper duper heavy periods. Yeah, I think too, I just didn't realize how uptight I was <laughs> until I experienced it on the other side. So can you just tell from your perspective, Tori, what you saw in me at that point and what's changed in the past eight-ish months? Oh yeah, definitely a big, big component of that was you transitioning off of hormonal birth control options and what that does. And as far as like, hormonal patterns and cascades, balancing the body out and the transition period off of that, supporting your body in that transition, I think was a really huge thing. And then also we talked a lot about you starting into a period in your life of rest very like shortly after and just things like burnout and adrenal fatigue. And that's where a lot of people end up and in society and in this world. And especially when you get to a point where you're like enough's enough. And so you end up in this place of like burnout, adrenal fatigue, and then also kind of with this hormonal component. And what's so interesting is actually how interrelated those really are. Because when you're in this heavy sympathetic cortisol dominant place in your body, the cortisol is produced by your adrenal glands. Adrenal glands like are your command center for stress. So when you've been like really sympathetic, dominant, and really heavy on this stress gas pedal, your adrenal glands are going to be really burned. And so that's like burnt out or adrenal fatigue. But this like hormonal component is that our adrenal glands produce the cortisol, but when they're producing cortisol, they're not going to produce other hormones. So our adrenal glands are like are responsible for producing a bunch of hormones, but if they're always producing cortisol, it impacts different like hormonal cascades. So everything is like one thing leads to another thing, which leads to another thing in our bodies. And so I think just honestly balancing out your stress response and triggering that parasympathetic nervous system, one, gave your adrenal glands like a break, but two, actually played a huge component in also balancing your hormonal regulation. So I think just seeing that and seeing the impact that can make and supporting your body in that. Another thing we talk about is when we push that brake pedal more, it, what it does is it actually increases your adaptability to stress. And so we're talking about the body's ability to adapt to different things. So that's when it's like when we're transitioning off how well your body is able to adapt to supplying its own hormones now, instead of getting it from an exterior source and then like balancing out. So increasing your body's ability to adapt to that transition. Yeah. And I will just say... (laughs) So I, I see Tori every week, pretty religiously, every once in a while, we'll miss a week. And there was a period I was going twice a week, like I was committed, because what, what happened is, I think it was even the first adjustment, like I almost, it felt weird to put on the brake. And my body was like, what's going on here? I honestly, I think I told you this too, like I thought, am I dying? Like what's going on? I was going to the bathroom all the time too, which I didn't even think about rest and digest, but I was getting these little hits of like this immense pleasure of just like, like, I don't know how, just a relaxation feeling. Like the way to describe it is when I was a kid, I remember when someone would play with my hair and you would get like these like chill down your back almost, like that's how it felt. And I remember just starting to feel like longer and leaner and taller and again, my body like craved it every single week or twice a week when we were doing it as many times as we did. And it was interesting too, because around Christmas, so this would have been like four months in, I took two weeks off because of travel and scheduling and stuff. And even though I was doing the other things in my healing modality bucket, I felt a huge difference not coming and getting adjusted. I could feel my body tighten up. And even too, there have been weeks that I've gotten on the table with you and you're like, oh, Lindsay, how are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm fine. You know how we all do it. I'm fine. Oh, I'm good. And then you're like, oh, your body is really tight this week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Jason and I had a big fight over the week. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so interesting. So I started to become more aware of my body too, even though I could manage my mind through things. I could tell the difference that stress was putting into my body because you were getting me out of that gas pedal in essence, right? 
or that stress response. And it was interesting too, when certain things would happen in my day-to-day life, I could feel my body tense back up. And so I became so much more aware of my body of like what's a yes and what's a no. And then two, when bigger things would happen that were as a no, like say a boundary I needed to set, I would start to set those boundaries because I could see the long-term impact it was creating on my body. And I would say, I'm not tolerating this anymore because now it's going to take me days and an adjustment and likely a coaching session or something else to like get out of this. And that's not okay anymore. Yeah. I think that that's so huge, especially like the boundaries component. It's amazing. Like how far we've pushed ourselves. And I think that a lot more people are kind of waking up to what it means to be a people pleaser and not people pleasing and recognizing like your own limits. And it's us pushing past those limits for so long that lead us to that adrenal fatigue and that burnout. And when you start to recognize it and wake up to it, it's like, oh my goodness, like this has been, this has like created such an effect on my body. And it's just like to get out of that and shift out of that. You're like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know I could feel it. Like I didn't even know when, honestly, when you tap into that brain body awareness, it's like this different level of consciousness because our body, our body is constantly communicating with us. And one of the main ways our bodies can communicate with us is through pain. And so a lot of times people, that's a signal to our, our brain, like, Hey, by the way, pay attention to me. And people have become so used to whether that be like pain medicine or ibuprofen or Advil or different things like that, tuning out. And it's like, we tune everything out and we shut it down and shut it down and shut it down. And eventually our body is completely burnt and we feel like crap and we wonder why we don't sleep well. We wonder why we have anxiety and we wonder why, you know, it's, we have headaches, we have all these like issues going on and we just continue to, you know, pump the gas pedal and tune our body out. And when you begin, like you said, you know, you were like, I initially I started and I just like, I didn't even really know it felt so good and I it was something totally new because it's like it's truly like pulling these layers of reconnecting your brain with your body like tapping back into that and being like okay this is the signal my body is sending me what is my body trying to communicate with me not how do I turn that off and how do I ignore that yeah so true it's so true it just makes me like hits home I really want Jason to go see Tori because every time he has a headache or something, he'll pop an ibuprofen or whatever. And I'm like, can we just like lean into this where I'm more of like, if I have a headache or some kind of pain, I'm like, oh, that's my body's telling me to rest. That's my body telling me to do this. And so that's why I think too, some people will be like, oh, are you anti-meds? Or people might say that with holistic doctors, right? It's not that we're anti-meds. It's just like, let's also be aware of what our body's telling us. Don't you agree, Tori? Absolutely. It's not about that I don't believe that medicine plays a role. And it's not about that I don't think that there's a time and place for medicine. It's just oftentimes, are we taking the medicine for what our body's even trying to communicate with us? So for example, I think that there's a lot of times when our body is really just saying, hey, I need rest, or hey, I'm like I'm in pain, I need to be adjusted, or you overworked yourself, different things like that. And I think that just tapping into like, what is our body trying to communicate with us? And if that's something that leads you down a path for medicine, then that's perfectly fine. But not always shutting down the signals as a first response, but tapping into like, really, what is my body trying to communicate with me? Yeah. And usually by the time it manifests into d- disease, your body's been telling you something for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so you might need medicine to kind of take the edge off, but consider more holistic care in that to help heal it. Because I've seen it just with my coaching yeah. practice. People will say, oh, I have migraines, I have IBS, I, you know, all the things. And then as we coach together, they go away. Because a lot mm. of that was just stress related. Oh, absolutely. Stress is it's a hot, it's a hot topic right now because so many things are linked to stress. And I talk a lot about, we have three forms of stress 
And so people oftentimes think about emotional stress, which is a huge form of stress. Um, but we also have physical stress, which is like physical activity, slips, falls, accidents, posture, any kind of like physical demand on our body. That's a physical stressor. That's as much stress on your body as the emotional component. It's just slightly different. So then we have the emotional component of stress. And then we have what's called environmental stress, which is our body filtering out anything on the outside that we put in and just the toxic load that our body is constantly filtering. Um, whether that be just, you know, the air pollution or things or our lifestyle, food products, things like that, that toxic stress. And it's really ultimately, we have all these different forms of stress in our body, kind of storing those physically or like the physical manifestation on how these different forms of stress and how overloaded we really are. Yeah. Can we take a moment for that? Because when I went into the office, one of the first things you had me do was, is it called a Zygo scan? A Zyto. Mm -hmm. Zyto scan. Okay. Which mm -hmm. we'll talk about what that is in a minute. But in that, it showed me where I have a lot of stress and being somebody who's a coach, who's dealing with emotions all day long. Obviously that's like my forte and what I'm thinking about. I did not even think, Tori, about environmental stress <laughs> and about what I'm putting on my body, what I'm around. And it opened my eyes to a whole, even though I had known like, um, think dirty the app and things of that sort, like it really, I hadn't embodied it yet of how that can cause stress on our body. So thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And going back, can you just tell us more about what that scan is and what it does? Yeah, the Zytoscan is so interesting. But the Zytoscan, it asks your body, it scans through different things and asks your body things based off of frequencies. And that may seem kind of out there to some people, but our body conducts electricity because we're 80% water. And so any, everything has a frequency in the world. So uh, emotions have frequencies. Um, anyways, so the scan essentially asks your body and then picks up on like different frequencies to see where your body is experiencing the most stress. And it asks about different body systems and then also different lifestyle areas. And it's amazing because it's, the accuracy, when I start telling people it's biofeedback, asks your body about different frequencies, people are like, okay, sure, like maybe, maybe, like maybe not, wonder what this is. And then you get your Zyto report and you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it got all of that information. It just read yes. my soul. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh huh. But yeah, but it's really cool because it just illuminates kind of how we have stress in different ways. And how you can manage emotional stress and then your toxic stress may be really heavy or you may be like way overdoing physical stress and like how to support your body in that balancing the, the whole. And the scan's super easy. All you do is put your hand on this little like mouse looking thing and you sit there for like two or three minutes, I think, right? Yeah. Just mm -hmm. scans and then gives you this report and it is wildly accurate. Especially yeah. the emotions. So I'll be like, are you feeling really a lot of shame right now? I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot hide anything from you. <laughs> or one day it was like huge with anxiety. <laughs> but it was so good and so helpful for me too to see that of, okay, I am carrying a lot of anxiety. And then I spent the next six months really digging deep of why am I carrying so much anxiety and getting underneath that. And then when we did the next scan six months later, my anxiety was way low. Absolutely. And it was like other things had come up. But Tori brought it to my attention too. She's like, it's still in the, everything's still in the normal range, Lindsay. And I'm like, damn it. I want all my emotions <laughs> to be happy ones. <laughs> ah, absolutely. I know it is funny, especially as a coach, you know what I mean? Like that's your, really your zone of genius is the emotional component. Some people get their cytoscan and they look at the emotional component and they're like, oh, okay. And, but for you, it was just so much fun because you're already so in tune with that. 
and different like feelings and emotions so it's really cool especially when it like pulls different things that you resonate with but then yeah it was super fun when uh, we got to say that your emotional stress was in normal range and you were regulated in that and you're like but I don't know Tori it still says I have these other emotions (laughs) and then when I left you I'm like damn it I'm gonna have to go feel some things a second Which is so funny because, you know, it tells you so many things like inflammation, if you have any bugs coming up, um, which was super helpful because the first skin, I had a lot of inflammation, which really, I started doing research on it. I was like, okay, where could I be getting this and looking at it? And so it just gave a lot of great clarity too. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like inflammation, stress and inflammation, those are like the two powerhouses that lead to so many different things and so getting stress and inflammation in control is can change your entire yeah Mm -hmm. do you ever feel this way this is how I feel with coaching it's like I wish I could clone a person and say this one's gonna get treatment and this one's not and let's see the long-term effects of it yeah Mm -hmm. because sometimes you don't even realize like what you're saving yourself by doing certain healing modalities you know because think yeah. about the inflammation piece, Tori. If I would have walked around, had no idea, and no idea that I was as stressed as I was because it just became second nature to me, like where would that have led me versus yeah. now? Absolutely. Especially because like going to the inflammation component, I mean, inflammation is the like precursor to every, almost everything that you like health-wise. It's like almost everything draws back to inflammation. And so, yeah, so seeing inflammation being so high and then regulating that and managing that, um, it definitely, it could save you from a lot of different things. And so I definitely think that, I think that same thing about coaching with you, <laughs> I um, I definitely, it's just funny, I think, if, I, if Tori never coached, Tori never found Lindsay, remember Tori B? <laughs> Not sure I want to know. <laughs> Glad I found you, Lindsay. (laughs) I know, it's so funny. Okay, but I do want to touch on one more thing with this. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that is, okay, so I bring my kids in to see you. And many times, they come once a month. And many times when we come in, afterwards, they'll get like a 24-hour fever. Maybe some congestion will start flowing. I remember when I was started getting adjusted too, like I said, I felt kind of crappy at first. It reminds me of coaching. I always warn people, I'm like, the first three months are going to feel like shit. (laughs) And it reminded me of the same process, right? You feel like crap at first. um, And I see that with them. So can you just kind of talk people through that? If they start anything, especially chiropractic, like what, what are they experiencing in that in essence? Yeah. um, Number one thing we talk to people about, if you're brand new to chiropractic, number one thing you may experience is some like muscle soreness like as if you kind of worked out because when you go in there and you start realigning different structures um the muscles around the structures have been so used to being in a certain position for so long that um when you get in there you may have some muscle soreness because you're moving around different things and those muscles can get a little aggravated so that's the number one thing that people can experience but to your point about like a fever spiking or something like that we talk about like unwinding and like pulling back layers in your body. And as you um, put things into proper alignment and we really start to push that brake pedal, a lot of times you won't feel the symptoms when you're in like that high sympathetic until you get out. So if you can imagine if I'm running from a tiger, if I'm running from a bear, I'm like my body, I'm not going to feel as like burnt out, as tired, or the different emotions, those things that are going to come up from running from the tiger, because my main goal is going to be running. It's actually not until you actually like calm down or you sit down that you would feel like I'm out of breath, I'm tired, those kinds of things. So you can imagine when our bodies have been so stuck on the sympathetic for so long, when we start pumping the brake pedal, like our body, it's like awakening to a lot of the things that we've done to our body for so long and feeling through a lot of that stuff and so a lot of that can be like detoxy kind of symptoms um and really honestly like our body waking up to how exhausted we really are but then like unwinding and pulling back layers and releasing talk about when we put things into proper alignment that 
there's this like brain body communication. And if things have been out of alignment, there's interference and even like stagnant energy. And so by putting in everything into proper alignment and releasing everything, it's also releasing a lot of like stagnant built up energy. So that is to say, it's not unusual to feel like um, some less than ideal symptoms when you start to push that parasympathetic because it's really honestly just your body waking up to how far you've been numb. And in coaching, we talk about that a lot, you know, that numb is not neutral. And so just because you've been numb for so long doesn't mean that your body's been in balance and that when we start opening up and pulling back those layers, you can start experiencing different things um, as the body releases a lot of that stress it's been harboring for so long. Yeah. It makes sense. It reminds me of like you push, 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 and then you're able to relax and you get a cold. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's still so worth it, everyone. Still so <laughs> worth yes, it. Absolutely. The other side. Just like I tell yes. clients, it's like, we'll get to the other side. And you're going to be so glad you did this. So glad. Like now I've told you, Tori, like you have me for life. Like I cannot imagine not doing this. I tell all my clients too. I'm always like, get a chiropractor. Um, because I realized too, how far I can take somebody in yeah. the brain and the mind and even just breathing and stuff. It's like, man, if you just go and add this, like they're going to, again, put that brake pedal on so it will open you up and it'll balance that nervous system so much more than I could even after many sessions. Yeah. yeah. And I talk, talk a lot about brain. There's like the mind, body, and soul kind of concept. And it's like the mental component of, you know, coaching and getting like yourself, like the mindset in the right place. And then the body component, tapping into your body and balancing that out. And then spiritual, so you can tap into whether it be for like Christian's prayer or more like new agey stuff, like your chakras or things like that. There's that, there is that energetic or that spiritual component. And so there's really all these different components goes back to the puzzle where everything together is really ultimately where you find um, that like optimal health. Yeah. So you've got to figure out what your puzzle is for you and trust your body to be guided where it needs to be guided to, too. Yeah. I actually really, really love that you said that. I think trusting your body and that intuition, when you tap into that, is just your body, like you said, you felt attracted to chiropractic and it's like your body knew. Mm -hmm. I think trusting and tapping into your body and listening to that is the number one thing like we said don't numb out the communication your body's trying to tell you yes yes okay so tori obviously you're in dfw or dallas yes so mm -hmm. tell everybody about your office and where they can find you if they're in the dallas area and then also we'd love for you to tell us about your nonprofit. yeah absolutely so i'm in the dallas area i'm at an office called Free to Be Chiropractic. It's in Austin, Texas. We'd love to have you and Dido scan you and see what's going on in different areas of your body where you're harboring stress. And then you can also follow me on Instagram at Tori Hartline and I have a link in my bio to the office. But I also have a link to a new organization that I've started called Sparrows Harbor. And essentially what we're doing is we're raising money to help supplement the cost of chiropractic care for individuals with disabilities. Going back to kind of how we touched on that holistic health can really add up. A lot of times individuals with disabilities, whether that be mental uh, and intellectual or physical disabilities, they're in many different therapies, um, lots of different like avenues where they're trying to um, receive help. And so the cost can become like fairly significant. And so being able to supplement the cost for chiropractic and then seeing the benefits they can receive through chiropractic care. So you can donate or you can buy a shirt or a sweatshirt at sparrowsharbor.com and help us increase access to chiropractic care for individuals with disabilities. Yes, everyone go and buy a shirt or donate money to thank Tori for her time today, even if you're not in DFW, because Tori just totally delivered on this. And this has been such a passion project for you to start this. And can you just touch briefly on part of your why as to why you started this? Oh, yeah. 
I started it particularly like specifically because of my brother. So my brother has developmental dis- um, delays, um, is on the autism spectrum and seeing him grow up and yes, all the different things that he would be in, different therapies. But then also that the very first time I ever adjusted him, it was amazing going back to that intuition that he laid on the table and his body just knew it was good. So he's limitedly verbal and can't communicate a lot verbally, but he laid on the table and stayed there. And it was just so cool to see innately how his body knew it wanted to be regulated. It wanted to calm down and that it was good for him. And um, so anyway, so it was super emotional just because it's so cool to see the impact chiropractic can really make. And then for, especially like on the spectrum or things like that, if you can regulate that nervous system, you can open up so many more possibilities because when we're stuck in that stress response, our body is only going to focus on survival patterns. And when you're talking about growth and development, growth and development happen in parasympathetic rest and digest. That's why like if you're an athlete, and you work out a lot, you work out to tear the muscles down, but you have to rest to rebuild. And so the strength actually comes in the rest, which is so cool. And so same thing with someone who's maybe trying to learn how to talk or hit developmental milestones. When you calm the body down and you're able to stimulate the parasympathetic, that's where that growth and development really takes place. So they really can access potential there. Yes. And on that note too, we didn't touch on it, but you know, I have ADHD, which I found out this year. Yeah. Pretty sure my daughter has ADHD and it's been such a great treatment for us to get out of our heads, get out of that stress because we tend to have anxiety and really be able to rest in that too. And it's so interesting too, to see my now four-year-old on the table, who's usually like high energy, who probably has ADHD too. And for those few minutes he's on the table, he is, he's very calm. And yeah. um, it's so cute. I love watching his little face when he does it. It's like, <laughs> he's very cute. <laughs> he's like, oh, I like this. Yes. Kind of yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so good. So good. Okay. So y'all go follow Tori. Y'all go to the website. We'll have everything in the show notes. Tori, thank you so much for delivering all the goods today and sharing all the things. We appreciate you. Yeah. It's my pleasure. I always have you to talk chiropractic. Thanks for tuning into the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast. If you haven't left a review for the show yet, what are you waiting for? Your reviews give us the feedback and momentum we need to continue to produce this incredible free content for you. Plus, when you leave a review for the show, you get a copy of my book for free. Simply take a picture of your review and submit it to Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash one zero zero and you'll receive a digital copy of my wisdom from the first hundred episodes book this book is a study guide for life enjoy and of course share this show with your friends i believe every woman can create a deeply fulfilling life that lights them the fuck up from the inside the more you help others succeed the more you help yourself so share share, share this show. And I'll see you soon and your friends back on the show next week for another eye-opening episode. Until then, keep rocking it.